Blog Talk Radio. Once I drifted out in sin, had no hope nor joy within, and my soul was burdened down with pride. Then my Savior came along, and He showed me I was wrong, and He placed me on the winning side. Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Out in sin, no more will I abide. I've enlisted in the fight for the cause of truth and right. Praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side. I will never have a fear for my Lord. And in Him so often I confide Well, He's the keeper of my soul Since I gave Him full control And He placed me on the winning side Well, I'm I'm on on the winning side side. Yes, I'm on Welcome back to A Voice in the Wilderness. I'm your host, Dakota, as always. And we have, once again, my dad. Uh, His name is Rick, if you don't already know. And uh, tonight's show, we're going to start out first with uh, talking about the modern church, how we got to where we are today, and how the devil has deceived us, watered down the teaching in most churches. And, uh, you know, you look at uh, believers from 100, 150 years ago, going all the way back to um, the uh, people in the that you see in the Bible and the early church in the apostolic days, the early church fathers, we are like spiritual babies compared to them. And so I just want to talk tonight um, for the first half of this show about how we got to where we are today. How's it going, Dad? It's going good. <clears throat> so, um, all right, let's 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 start out with um, talking about uh, contemporary Christian music um, and... Uh, why it is that this having a rock band in the church is not good. Um, obviously, to start out, it's, um, it's, it's fleshly. It pleases the carnal uh, nature of man. It's not spiritual. And uh, I think we need to understand that um, 
Um, we are triune beings. We are spirit, soul, and body. And so your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. So um, your soul is the bridge between your spirit and your body. So your soul is really a part of your flesh. Um, it's it's your mind. It's and so this rock band, this rock Christian rock music, Christian rap music, um, contemporary Christian music in the church. You go to and uh, um, I'm not saying that if you have a rock band in your church or if you have a you know your your church has a drums and guitar that you're going to hell. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, you can still be a Christian and go to a church like this. It's just that it's it's watered down, and we're going to explain um, what this does. Um, and so it pleases your flesh, and it's entertaining, but worship is supposed to please God. And so, um, as my pastor says, you know, just because you worship God and, you know, the music is really loud and exciting and it sounds good, you might have had fun, but did God have fun? And so that's what it's really all about. Yeah, for sure. And so um, we've slowly and slowly let the church get watered down. Um, the The Christian church in America is like a boiled frog. You stick a frog in a pot of water. If it's already boiling, the frog is going to jump right out and he's going to survive. He's not going to die. But if you stick him in uh, cold water or lukewarm water and then slowly heat it up, he'll just stay there because he doesn't even notice the the difference because it's so slow. And that's what's happened to uh, the American church. Um, most churches we have, uh, <clears throat> on average, I think it's 30 seconds of prayer. Um in your average church service and uh also the the uh contemporary christian music you look at the lyrics it's very very repetitive it's very shallow it doesn't have a lot of meat in it it doesn't have a lot of meaning in it um you look at the old hymns however they are not repetitive they are more sophisticated they're way more meaningful they have a lot of they're, most of them are based on, on scripture. Contemporary Christian music isn't really as much based on scripture. Um, and they have a lot of good doctrine. And so um, we have all this uh, contemporary Christian music in the church. It's so shallow. And uh, we got to understand that the music you listen to affects um, who you are, it affects the way you think, what you do. Um, even even the uh, Greek philosopher uh, Plato, I believe it was, he said that uh, if you listen to the wrong kind of music, you might end up becoming the wrong type of person. And so listening to bad you know, rock music, rap music, uh, worldly music, that's all it's talking about is you know, sex and drugs and you know, whatever other ungodly stuff are in the lyrics, you listen to that and it's going to um, possibly make you start wanting to do those things, even 
without you really knowing it. And so this contemporary Christian music, because it's so shallow and it doesn't have a lot of meaning to it, it has um, really made the preaching in America get more shallow too because it influences the preachers. And so you see in Baptist churches and and other churches where they still sing the old hymns, um, a lot of them still have really good preachers that really preach hard. They preach the word of God. They have there's a lot of meaning in, in what they preach. And so you water down the music, you also uh water down the teaching. Uh what do you have to what do you think about that? <clears throat> well yeah, I think the the old hymns are sophisticated and uh it's not a it's not a uh, modern meaning of the word sophisticated. It's a spiritual uh, meaning of sophisticated. Uh, these people, um, they're just you, you look into the history of of who these people were, and uh, I mean some of them. Uh, I, I think of one lady that was blind. Um, I think of another What's that up? lost his entire. <clears throat> I, I think uh, of not another. Not to interrupt you, but. Uh, the lady you're talking about who's blind, that's uh, Fanny Jane Crosby. And then yeah, the, guy Fanny Crosby. His, the guy that lost his family, um, he lost his uh, his wife and his daughter. Uh, they, they died in a shipwreck. Uh, that's the guy that wrote, It Is Well With My Soul. Yeah, and then, uh, and then who, was, who was it that uh, went into a burning train that crashed and uh, passed away and... Uh, some of his music was found. I can't. Uh, anyways, we're dealing with with very uh, very much people that had completely sold themselves over to to wanting to please the Lord with a lot of you know singing psalms back to the Lord um, and just sophisticated uh, spiritual deep meaning uh, songs that I believe with all my heart, go up to the Lord like a sweet fragrance. Um, and they're just, there's just something about it. They, the, the singing these songs in a, in a, in a church uh, full of saints, um, it just, uh, it does, it, it breaks down um, strongholds and uh, it does release a sweet spirit that, that can enable uh, then the, the preacher to, the right spirit is in the building for the preacher to deliver the word. Um, I think it does go hand in hand. Um, and, you know, it, it says that he encompasses the, the, the uh, praises uh, that we sing. If they're, if they're godly hymns and, and uh, singing the Psalms back to him, he's going to be right there. He, it, it's something that, that I can honestly say that I believe that he really enjoys. Um, and it changes our hearts when we sing them. A contemporary song can give you a fleshly feel-good feeling, but there's no there's no power in it to change. As soon as the song's over and you drive down the road, you're done for the day at church. There's n- nothing there that uh, continues to resound really in your your soul. Um, but these old hymns, you know, sometimes I'll wake up if we sing them on Sunday. I'll wake up on Monday. And they're just on my heart. Um, they're life changing. A 
That's what I think. Yeah, amen. And uh, to expound further on what you just said, uh, singing the contemporary worship songs, um, you know, it, it makes you feel really spiritual, but it's a false sense of spirituality. When you walk into a mega church and the music is just blaring really loud and and uh, it 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 really you know anyone can raise their hands in the air and I'm not against you know raising your hands because uh, that's biblical but it just gives you this this emotional um, feeling that's not a true spiritual feeling and so anyone can go into one of those churches and raise their hands and sing really loud but nothing really happens it's not true worship coming from the from the spirit from the heart and most of those people just go right back out into the world the next week and just there's no real um there's no real testimony in their lives there's no real um uh change there's no real godliness is what I'm what I'm trying to say and so it's it's a really deceptive uh false sense of spirituality i think is what it is well i think what we've we've uh fallen into in this country with the apostate church is that just um uh it's it's like a catholicism you know and i'm not picking on you catholics i know there's some believers that are out there in the catholic church but but uh, my goodness with the pope that you've got now i would i would think you'd want to come out from underneath that and uh Anyways, my point being that, you know, people are showing up to church, having a fleshly uh, rock band, have their espresso or their coffee, pretty trendy, go get an emotional rush, call it spiritual, and, uh, you know, say a few uh, 30-second prayer for your sins, and then go right back out in the world and do whatever it was that you were doing, whether it be, you know, fornicating, drinking, uh, being just like the rest of the world. You know, um, and and there's no change. There's no change. Matter of fact, the modern day church will convince you that there won't be any change. That you can just, uh, you know, you're a little bit better of a person than you were, you know, ten years ago. So this is the track that you're on, and this is such a wonderful thing. But I think that that singing the old hymns, uh, and I love singing them with the old saints. You know, um, you get around the old folks. I mean, there's just there's compassion, there's desire to please God, and it's just, uh, I, I can tell you, having been in both, having been in, uh, having been lost as uh, lost could be, uh, upside down in a snowdrift on the middle of a mountain lost, um, and, and, and going to those churches and raising my hand and thinking I was spiritual, to where I'm at now, not saying I'm anything, I'm just giving an example, singing these old hymns, they they're convicting and see the Lord, the Lord wants us to uh, offer up the kind of praise. He said to sing Psalms. He talked about stringed instruments. He didn't talk about drums and cymbals. Uh, well, I guess cymbals uh, were electric, part of it. Electric drums. Yeah. Electric, electric guitar, guitars to it and just rocking out that that's, that is not uh, in there. I'm sorry. And uh, when you line up with God's will, and you sing these old hymns, there are powerful things that happen. I First of all, I believe that, that people's hearts are softened by it. 
And uh, see, we need to have a, a softened heart so that we can receive the word of God, you know. So it, it's it's a it's a uh, amplifier, if you will, to the Holy Spirit being released on the rest of the time you spend in the in the church. If you go there for a rock band and you expect to hear from the living God, I'm not saying it's not it's entirely impossible, but it's it's a, a very weak and a very minimal chance of uh, of seeing anything happen in the way of uh, the Holy Spirit. It just uh, There's just something sweet about the old hymns. And I've seen it also out where the demons are out doing street ministry. And, you know, we're singing the old hymns and the demons are growling and people and people are trying to interrupt us and, and making noises that only a demon can make. And as soon as the contemporary music comes on, those demons quiet right up, and they're right in it. They're hey, it's it's all good. So, just just by testing the spirits, you can tell um, the difference in the music. Yes, yes, and you know there needs to be a difference between us and the world, and there really isn't any difference anymore with most churches and most Christians. And so we've slowly compromised, and now. The average Christian in America today is actually worse of a person, more sinful of a person than a non-believer was uh, 60, 70 years ago. And that is no lie. No, I believe that. I I believe that. Yeah, and with this, this rock and roll music in the church, we're bringing the same kind of music into the church and just putting Christian words into it. And, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I remember going to to a church uh, not too long ago, and I know it's still still this way today, and uh, it was a church I grew up in. And the church I grew up in sang the old hymns, and you were in there with uh, all the old saints and singing the old hymns, and now they decided that the only way that they're going to get the kids to, to come to church or the kids to stay in church is to uh, bring in the rock and roll music. The, and so what they do is they, uh, they it's, it's just, it's amazing thing to witness. They, they sing some rock and roll music and then they'll sing a couple of hymns and then they sing some rock and roll music and then they sing a couple of hymns and, and to witness that, um, you'd have to, I guess it's one of them things you'd have to, you'd have to be there to experience it, but it is, it's awkward. It's literally the best way I can describe it is it's awkward because there's two different spirits operating. And if you, if you understand that the Bible says to test the spirits, you'd sit there right alongside of me and go, this is, this is awkward. And so God, God is not there is no compromise in him. There should be no compromise in the church. Um, yeah, I, I'm very troubled with, uh, with how watered down and, and just how, uh, you know, I, I believe that a, a secular lost person uh, can, can seeker-friendly, can walk into that church and really enjoy their time. You know, they can have a cup of coffee, listen to rock and roll music, kind of uh, check out the scantily dressed women and uh, it's just, it's riddled with compromise. Um, Now you go into an old church, there might not be a lot of folks in there no more. I know where the shooting was in, 
in Texas, I think there was only 50 that went to that particular church. It's a small town, but it's not a numbers game, folks. Uh, you know, you go in there and people's lives, when, when you have disaster strike, uh, and you need God to show up, I'm going to tell you these little old churches where the, the deacons anoint you with oil and pray for you. I mean, there's power there. There really is. And, uh, you might have a congregation of, uh, six, 700 people, maybe thousands of people. And, uh, it's not a numbers game with God. Matter of fact, He's pretty clear pointing out that the narrow, narrow way, the narrow gate, not the wide gate, not the wide path, is is where you'll find him. Um, but it, it needs to be important that it's it's not you being entertained. That's the problem with our society. You know, we all want to be entertained and we want to have fun. And that just doesn't line up with understanding the the seriousness the depravity of the modern day church and that people are really going to, and are dying and going to a real hell. Um, it, it, it should, that should be, that should take you back for a minute and cause you to reexamine um, where you're at in it. And, and in these bigger churches also where there is compromise, you can, regardless of where it stems from music or watered down preaching or false doctrine, um, you know, there's some there's some awful things happening in the in the midst of that. It's oftentimes not a safe place, and the real saints uh, are are driven out because they go to the the leadership with uh, scripture. And see, we we need to stay grounded in the scripture. Let God be true, and every man a liar. So, yep, it starts out a real minimal thing. That's the thing is uh, we know that uh, Lucifer was the head of uh you know he was the most beautiful cherub and and he was uh actually designed almost as if you could envision a musical instrument and i'm sure uh in his proper place he he there was beautiful music but when he fell he was contorted and uh just like the music is today and so he's you know you'd have to be you'd have to be spiritually dumb not to understand that the devil's going to use music to take take people off of course. Amen. Um, let's let's just briefly um, get into talking about how the doctrine of the modern church has been uh, has been made totally wrong. Um, you know, we just using common sense, we know that. Um, the er- the doctrine of the early church had to be correct, was correct, um, because it was passed down from Jesus to the apostles to the early church. And we know that uh, uh, the pre-trib doctrine is a fairly new doctrine, which uh, started from... Uh, Ignat, uh, who was it? Uh, yeah, I believe it was um, Ignatius Loyola. The uh, or no, it wasn't him. It was uh, John Nelson Darby. That's it. Who was a Jesuit? Yep. And then the uh, uh, Plymouth Brethren uh, got a hold of it, and then it was uh, picked up by 
C.I. Schofield, and he put it into his study Bible. And the, the Schofield study Bible was then used throughout America and throughout um, the world as the uh, one of the most u- popular, most used study Bibles in seminaries. And also, uh, later on, there was a uh, th- there was a woman who had a dream of the pre-trib rapture, and a lot of people were suckered by that. Even though she admitted that uh, she felt a very evil presence um, during that experience, and so um, pre-trib doctrine and and biblically, it's uh, it, it's not biblical. Um, if you want to go back to in the archives of A Voice in the Wilderness and find uh, my show called The Pre-Tribulation Rapture Delusion. I believe it was like my second or third show that I did. Um, in that show, I go through all the verses, well, not every single verse in the Bible that talks about the, the uh, uh, rapture, but pretty close. I go through pretty much all the different um, points with my old friend Fred on uh, why the pre-trib rapture is not true. Um, what do you have to say? Yeah, that was a that was a really powerful show, and uh, I think if anyone's listening to this and they and they feel like they're grounded correctly in a pre-trib doctrine, you should go back and listen to that. And uh, I think I think you would come away with uh, with an understanding that it uh, was really a seed planted by the Jesuits to. Um, you know, when I when I evaluated it, it's 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 real obvious that a lot of good men did nothing because they thought they were going to get zapped out of here, and they just had a wrong understanding. And so, who benefits by that that pre-trib rapture that uh, is is the devil? Um, and if you understand how the Bible works with you know uh, you know the pattern that's in there, it's so so much goes through the entire Bible that, that, uh, that we have to go through tribulation. Um, we're, we're, we're absolutely given free choice and, uh, it's through pressures and adversity that, that, uh, through that pressure and adversity that we are, um, refined. And so you either, you come through that refined and made ready, um, as a uh, marriage, uh, ready for the marriage, um, putting on the white robe and being a saint, uh, ready for marriage, uh, and ready to partake with him at the at the supper, uh, sup with him, or you, in the process of that, you your love waxes cold and you uh, you don't endure. You don't endure. And one of the things that we're finding is is prophecy is that people will not endure sound doctrine in the end times. And so this is just sound doctrine that we're talking to you about. It's not our opinion. It's it's in the it's in the Bible. You know, go to Matthew twenty four, it says directly after the tribulation. I mean it's it can't be spelled out any any clearer. Now we always have to say to those, um, because sometimes they don't understand uh about the pre trib lie, is that we are not appointed to wrath. If you're if you are uh, rightly related to God, you will be out of here 
before the the wrath. So that's that's the good news. But tribulation, mm-hmm. give me a break. We're 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 in tribulation yeah. now. Many of us are in it right now. Um, and the thing of it is, the uh, we're not appointed to wrath. Um, subject. The confusion on that is that people don't understand that most of the tribulation period, or I believe the entire great tribulation period, is not God's wrath. And in Thessalonians, when it says we are not appointed unto wrath, it's talking about God's wrath. Because obviously we know that we are appointed to, um, perhaps not all of us are appointed, but we, there's nothing that will stop us from suffering the wrath of Satan, perhaps, or the wrath of man um, mm-hmm. against the uh, persecuted church and all of the martyrs throughout history. And so um, we have to make that distinction. We, you know, w- there's nothing that promises us that we won't have to suffer the devil's wrath or man's wrath. It's only God's wrath that we are not appointed to. And that wrath, if you understand the book of Revelation, God's wrath does not get poured out until after the tribulation when um, he pours out his wrath upon the earth. Correct. Yeah, that is, that's really important to understand that. And uh, so when we're saying not appointed to wrath, uh, there are going to be things happening during the tribulation that are going to definitely feel like and look like wrath. But make no mistake about it, um, we will be out of here with him in the clouds as he returns <laughs> and and not being part of God's wrath. So amen to that because you know these other things we can uh, we can endure knowing to to die is to be with Christ um and that's what we should fear not not these things coming upon the earth not the tribulations themselves but we should fear the one who can destroy our soul and and really once you understand that the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom so you know, he'll add to your knowledge and understanding once you, you can get that concept. That uh, Because, you know, th- this is something that I don't think you'll hear in any church. I've never heard it in any church other than ours. Not saying that ours is the only one. Hey, there's lots of churches filled with lots of brothers and sisters that uh, are saved. But it's just not very popular to talk about that when Jesus comes back, he's not going to be happy. He's, he's, he's very angry. And... Uh, if we can understand that in a, with our work, with our mind, carnal mind. Um, and uh, people need to understand that. So this isn't a big thing where we're all going to get together in a circle and sing Kumbaya. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, there are people that are not going to be saved. There are going to be people that we think are saved that are going to turn on us. There's going to be people from our, our own uh, families that would would uh, would want to kill us. It is the way it is, and and there are already those uh, from the uh, from the faith of Islam that hey, if they had the chance to chop your head off in the middle of the night, they would do it, and and they would actually think that they are doing their God a favor. So 
those are the days we're living in. This isn't fear-mongering. It's not going to get any better. Things are, uh, it says that in the end times, things are going to be, you know, it's going to be with perplexity that governments and all the money uh, of the world cannot solve. And, and you can see it now with all of the earthquakes in diverse places and just all of the problems. Fukushima, uh, they just said there's a, a th- one million times higher than what is normal for background radiation. I mean, things, we're, we're entering into a time where I'm just now being able to understand perplexity. That means plagues that can't be cured, radiation that can't be stopped, uh, um, just all hell ready to break loose. Now, uh, when, when the Lord finally pulls the restrictor, he's the restrictor, when he lifts that restrictor and allows the enemy to uh, have his hour, his time, if you will, Um, all hell is going to break loose. And so it's not a matter of fear-mongering, folks. It's a matter of us wanting you to be prepared and be preparing um, to be ready for this time, which the earlier component that we were talking about is praise and worship and and having an old hymn in your uh, your preparedness is, uh, is highly recommended. Yeah, amen. Um, because there's a lot more power in the hymns than there is in the contemporary music. Um, mm-hmm. I would almost dare dare say that there's really isn't any power in the contemporary music. Um, but uh, let's let's move on here to uh, some of the news. Um, Pope Francis uh, just mentioned that. Uh, those who deny global warming are uh, perverts and that they are in in endangerment to society. Yeah. He's a pervert. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's uh, what he said really is a Freudian slip. He said something that was in his subconscious that really had to do with himself and that's why he said it um yeah because he's a because he's a pervert so it came out of his mouth on accident and obviously you'd have to be dumb to not realize that uh since the beginning of the catholic church they've been um they've they've been child molesters and, and pedophiles and, and perverts because they the Catholic priests are forbidden to marry. And it says uh, right in Second Timothy that is one of the doctrines of demons um, that will be taught in the last days. It says right here, uh, actually First Timothy chapter 4, now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Because God never created uh, men to not get married, and to be celibate. Unless you have a very, very unique special anointing where you're so close to God 
that you don't desire to have sex. But if you desire to have sex, then you're supposed to get married. Amen. Yeah, that's that's really so. good. Um, that's really that's really good. I'm glad you had the scripture to go with that. One of the things that I wanted to talk about is, you know, cannibalism is on the rise. This uh, uh, just you're seeing you're seeing just all kinds of things that uh, would have you wouldn't have even been able to get your head wrapped around um, before. We've got this uh, uh, also this black plague. Now they're saying that if they grounded all the flights and uh, didn't allow anyone to leave the borders uh, that uh, you still couldn't stop it. Um, So that's kind of a a disease labeled with perplexity. I don't know how that'll be dealt with. Um, Also, you know, the earthquakes continue to hit all along the uh, ring of fire. Um, We have uh, Yellowstone seems to be a a hot topic. Fukushima, I mean, uh, the radiation levels are, are continuing to spike. Um, uh, we need to pray for the Japanese people. I know they're, uh, they seem to be under judgment over there. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't think there's a devil behind everything, but I mean, this is, this is a, a very proud people that, uh, uh, geographically do not, aren't very many Christians there. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of a dangerous, a dangerous thing. But one of the, one of the quick things I wanted to talk about, which I can't I can't verify, but uh, it's it's an interesting talking point that that it would seem that uh, the Democrats, knowing that uh, that they're they're really really close to um, being prosecuted, if you will, as the swamp is draining, maybe it's only inches at a time that uh, they are moving to do everything they can to stop our president. And uh, so watch closely uh, for a a coup attempt um, with all of those that Obama had planted in the military. He removed generals and uh, he put in uh, uh, Islamic uh, implants and uh, there's Obama holdovers and everything from the military to the FBI, CIA, all entities of the government, and they are now realizing that they're close to uh, exposure, uh, willing to move and try to do a coup. Um, So, you know, what that does is it sets up uh, uh, other things outside of our country where if you're Russia or you're China and – you're kind of like, okay, we got you. We're, we have a relationship with Trump. Um, they, they, they are dialoguing and things are moving along. But if you can't keep control of this and it gets away from you and the deep state takes you out or puts you out or does this coup, uh, they, the, the real danger is then that they would move to strike um, the United States. So watch closely what's going on. I've heard rumor of, of troop movement. Um, to protect the the you know the the elected continuity of government, so we'll just have to wait and see if some of these things can be verified. I think we'll know the first of the week what's going on with that. If that really is going on, that they're trying to uh, make this move, and make no mistake about it, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. They have to go uh, with George Soros and and others, the Clintons, and uh, 
Pedosa, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, there's so many of them. My goodness, you know, where do you start and stop? McCain and Podesta and all of them, that, that they will go to great lengths, even if it means burning the entire country down, which would be n- nuclear attack, knowing that they'd absorb it. And uh, so we need to continue to pray. Um, I believe that uh, Trump was appointed for such a time. He, he, he's such, such a fighter such a fighter and he's not stupid he's three or four moves ahead of these people as they're doing it so but keep keep an eye close to this these are just uh, some things in the news that we're watching uh, very closely yep um moving on to antarctica for um for a minute uh steve quayle uh just recently i believe it was the the last time he was on the hagman report talked about how um, he has the Lord has told him that um, uh, there will be some new revelations in Antarctica and they're going to link it to Mars and they're going to say that Antarctica was where aliens first seeded life and that that's where mankind was created by aliens and we're seeing that in the news headlines now, just as he said. Um, you know, he said a couple of years ago, you're going to start hearing all about Antarctica. And then all of a sudden you started hearing all about Antarctica in the headlines. Uh, you know, John Kerry goes down to Antarctica. Uh, the, the leader of the Russian Orthodox Church goes to visit Antarctica. Then he says, you're going to start hearing about Mars. And then all of a sudden... They started talking all about Mars, and they started saying we're going to try to uh, build colonies on Mars, and we're going to try to go, NASA's going to try to get to Mars by such and such a year. And so now it's this Mars and Antarctica connection, and they just found a salt pond in Antarctica so salty it could be close to Mars water. So they're making the link. They're making the link between these two places and just as quail said it's all about these uh, thermophiles which are bacteria that are extremely resistant to extreme heat and extreme cold and um, they are finding bacteria there um, in Antarctica and this article here is um, Strain on strangesounds.org. And um, uh, this water is so salty, uh, one of the saltiest bodies of water on Earth, that it can remain liquid at temperatures up to negative 50 degrees Celsius. That is very, very cold. So this seems to be kind of a precursor to eventually they're going to find some type of uh, really special bacteria there in Antarctica and say that this is evidence of the missing link in evolution that was that was uh, helped by uh, alien life from another planet and they helped mankind evolve into uh, monkeys and then eventually humans. Or maybe they'll just say that they, they created us straight into into humans so we know this is all a big fat lie and uh, we're seeing this play out just as he said it would 
Um, so this is pretty crazy. I can't hear you. I know when Buzz Aldrich was up there, he was, uh, and I can't quote his words, but it was to the effect of, I, I've looked into the abyss, and it's the most evil thing I've ever seen, something along that lines. And so there is, uh, for a fact, ancient technology, uh, if not, uh, you know, uh, Anunnaki or, or uh you know, whatever hybrid uh, uh, creatures or skeleton remains, if if not uh, an entire uh, city covered by ice there that they're looking into, and and uh, there must be some pretty wicked, wicked stuff. Um, I believe there could even be, um, you know, without going too far out here, folks, just my opinion, but I think there could be uh, alien, not alien, but uh, demonic uh life and uh and uh, resources up there so uh, and that that could all be verified with uh um, what was the name of that uh mission that went up there and half of our ships didn't come back i can't remember it was with uh, bird captain bird yeah admiral bird and operation admiral high jump yeah, Operation High Jump, you guys can look into that. And so uh, UFOs attacked the ships up there. And uh, he, he was, uh, he was uh, the Hollow Earth thing, you know, he was part of that because he flew into those cavernous uh, areas of Antarctica. And there's a reason why that all nations have come together and uh, absolutely nobody's allowed up there uh, except for their top scientists and stuff. So we'll find out in time because there will be a disclosure. But uh, also um, on the cusp of disclosure there, you know, I was also looking at this uh, this AI, the, the singularity of uh, what they're trying to do of, of implanting uh, man's mind into robotics and and the whole thing is kind of freaky because now they've got, uh, you know, they've got AI doing some things that, uh, you know, I can't explain it to you, but I'll just say that that even Google itself had to turn off its robots because they had begun communicating to one another in a uh, AI language that uh, nobody else understood, but was definitely uh, they were writing their own language, and so it would seem to me that these uh, robots would be the perfect vehicle for uh, the spirits of the, uh, of the Nephilim to basically demons to, uh, to come in and, and operate in these, uh, in these vessels, if you will. And so you'll have to take that up to the Lord. And, you know, just, that's just my opinion. It seems quite demonic. Um, and uh, there are those that do understand what's going on with AI, and they're sending up warnings. They're saying this uh, this is just like Skynet. This is just like uh, Terminator. That uh, these things, at a certain point, would uh, would just realize that that uh, they would be on top of the food chain. So there are just uh, so many things going on right now with CERN. You know, if you don't know about CERN, look into uh, CERN. It sits uh, above uh, the, this Hadron Collider. 
largest man-made device known to man, uh, the super collider sitting above the the absolute pit of hell, Apollyon, and uh, and uh, they're absolutely trying to open the gates of hell with this thing. Um, so, you know, just thank God for the restrictor that's in place at the moment. I don't know when he lifts that. Um, I don't know how far down the road that is, um, but definitely we can we can see that we're in high gear in the fast lane, and uh, you can see the the lights approaching. So. Amen. That's that's true. Um, moving into another piece of news, a U.S. Navy destroyer has collided with a Japanese tugboat in Sagami Bay, off the east coast of Japan, making it the fifth such incident involving the Pacific Fleet this year. Um, nobody was killed, but uh, there's something very strange about this, and the best explanation I've heard for it is that uh, China has been using um, either uh, EMP weapon or an electronic jamming weapon. Um, I would I would yeah. probably say it, it's an electronic jamming weapon that temporarily uh, disables their electronics. Uh, we know Russia has this technology. It's called the uh, Kibini electronic jammer. And uh, I just learned a while ago that China has uh, similar technology uh, that they've created. Um, yeah, this this isn't so. good for our fleet. Basically, uh, you got a fleet out there. No matter how techn- technologically advanced it is, if you can make it go blind, you know, you know, we all know what that's like when when you're. Uh, uh, we've all experienced it when you're when you're maybe in a house and the power goes out, and all of a sudden you're in the blind, um, you're in the dark. Um, everything that uh, you have as far as your faculties are gone. You have to, you know, so as a war weapon that is relying on, you know, perhaps millions of sensors, long range, short range, uh, when all of those have been jammed, um, this ship is flying blind. And uh, we we know a captain on a very large uh, cargo vessel, and he just, he'll tell you that, these things just don't happen. Um, this this is, yeah, this ship is being jammed, and they're kind of, I think, showing the U.S. military. Listen, you're not as uh, in, you're not as defensible as you think you are, and uh, that we, at the end of the day, can can shut down your most sophisticated weaponry. So between China and Russia. Uh, you know, it's a pretty frightening thing to think that our warships could all go blind out there, including our carriers and our destroyers. Yep, very true. Um, is there another piece of news, perhaps, that uh, you would like to cover uh, really quick? Uh, we, we've got uh, about 10 minutes left. Yeah, you know, the thing that, that uh, you know, we covered a wide array of things from both Antarctica, Mars, um, you know, aliens, which are demons. Uh, we, we covered uh, CERN and uh, AI. You know, these are just uh, a few things, but one of the things that, uh, that, I, wanted to, that I wanted to touch on is just um, the fact that uh, it isn't really news-related, but it's the fact that, that we need to be about... 
um, sharing the gospel, um, not just, you know, having it for ourselves, and, and uh, that there are people that are lost and going to hell, and and really it should be a priority to to uh, slow down long enough to to uh, shake the hands or look into the eyes of, of those of less fortunate and uh, you know a handshake a smile goes a long ways humanity you know these people have been detached from humanity living in uh, I was just outside here a few hours ago and it's so bitter cold and raining and and uh, you know I was just trying to think what that might be like to be under a tarp with even if you had a wood stove I mean, it'd be hard to survive out there right now. So as we're in winter and we're coming into the holidays, um, let us not forget about the less fortunate, those that maybe through bad decisions in their life earlier on have been bound by, uh, by sin and darkness and uh, drugs and poor decisions have led to chains being uh, demonically wrapped around them in their lives. And let me tell you, this isn't always the poor people. There's a ton of rich people that are also bound in chains, just in a different setting. They may be inside where it's warm, but they're bound and, and headed to hell through deception and sin and, and wrong choices. And their heart is of stone instead of flesh. The Bible says if we'll give our heart to the Lord, he will uh, give us a heart of flesh and take away our heart of stone. And then he'll begin to write on it. And uh, praise the Lord for that. So the holidays are an extremely hard time. I know this isn't news-related, but the, the, the holidays are extremely hard times. I, I know I struggle in the, in the holidays. Uh, if you're hearing my voice, you're not alone. Um, do not turn to drugs and alcohol to try to quiet uh, that voice or those, those uh, hard things. Get an old hymnal and start singing some songs. Go find a... Find a place that people are gathering and singing the old hymns. If I could encourage you with that, it would it would lift your life up. It would help get you out of that darkness. And then after singing them songs with them folks, ask for prayer. When they ask for prayer, walk up there and, and let these old saints uh, anoint you with oil and, and pray for your soul and uh, pray that you'd be released uh, from these demonic uh, chains and generational curses and uh, hey you got our number they can call in you can call in and uh, we encourage you if you hear this to call in we'll pray with you and uh, if you give us your number you know we can call you and uh, and hold you up in prayer and continue to pray for you not just a one-time thing uh, I would love to be inundated with people that uh, want us to pray for them and you know, I'd like to see more and more people get rightly related to Christ. In that would just be a wonderful holiday thing to see one more person come into the kingdom. Uh, and, and truthfully, that would be coming in from out in the cold, coming in. He, he will not forsake you. Um, he will not leave you. Not like this world will. This world will turn on you and, and eat you up and take your lunch money and, uh, and put your head down the toilet. You know, I mean, it just does not, the world make a lot of promises, but it'll let you down. And, and if anyone of any age at all knows that that's, that's absolutely the truth. And I'm not saying that the old saints are, are perfect, uh, 
uh, in these old country churches, but if you could find one, uh, it's certainly uh, a lot better people. God's people are good people. Um, now the devil's going to be telling you that what I'm telling you is a lie, but uh, what I'm telling you is the absolute truth. There are no people quite like God's people. So I hope you can get around some of them, and I encourage you that are saved, soften your hearts a little bit, and those that you would walk by or turn away, uh, give them a second of your time. And if you have a dollar or two uh, or five or ten, you know, God's God. You could never go wrong by giving somebody something that ain't got nothing. You never know the time you might do that and be entertaining an angel. Amen. So God bless you all. And uh, and uh, I just, I'm going to say a real quick prayer. Lord Jesus, by the power of your blood, by the power of what you had done on the uh, with your son on that cross and him wanting to be about your business and uh, going to that cross, knowing the, the incredible cost uh, that was done on that on that cross for uh, making a way for us that you would see us through that blood and that we would be rightly related to you. Lord, I would ask that during this holiday season that we would understand the true meaning of grace, which isn't that of continuing on in our sin, but that that would change us from glory to glory here on earth, that we could be moved out of our sin and be made ready uh, to put on the white garment to be truly saints the power to change our lives and uh, and bear fruit. And, Lord Jesus, I just pray this over the lost, that they would come to know uh, you and uh, use us mightily, use the, the Christian body out there, your believers, your first fruits, to change the world. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Um there's something that uh, I want to share real quick before we wrap it up. Um, recently, I read uh, both of Dr. Michael Lake's books. Um, first one is The Shinar Directive, um, and the second one is The Shreeth Imperative. And um, finishing up his second book toward the end, um, he talks about um, bringing down strongholds in your life, in your life and in your mind, um, and he shows how the city of Jericho. Um, if you look into the uh, carbon dating, the foundation of Jericho was built before the flood, so obviously it was uh, built by the uh, the giants or the Nephilim. Um, because it was a, a megalithic uh, structure, the, f- the foundation was, and so the uh, it, it was a, a demonically charged place, and uh, you, you've got to understand how there are places that are that are holy places where where God dwells, uh, such as uh, churches or or um, you know, in, in places that are sanctified, and then there's there's evil places too, in the in the world. And so, the uh, the giants after the flood, because we know there was giants after the flood as well, they were drawn to that area of Jericho, which is northeast of uh, Jerusalem, west of the Jordan River, 
And uh, so they went to that place somehow knowing that it was a place that their forefathers had built and they built on top of the foundation. And so um, in the spiritual sense, every single, well, literal and spiritual, since the city was built by Nephilim, every it, it's a stronghold. It's a demonic stronghold. And so every uh, brick, every giant brick of that place um, could represent uh, something that the stronghold is 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 built out of, and so the strongholds in your life of sin or addiction or, and things like that, they are they're all built by lies of the enemy or different things in your mind, excuses like. You don't think that God is is uh, powerful enough to um, bring you out of your sin, or you know you you just think that you need your your sin more than than you need to get rid of it, or you, what have you. There could be an endless amount of um, different uh, excuses for um, for your sin, and so. Um, the Bible says in Second um, Corinthians that uh, the weapons of our warfare are not are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down um, imaginations and every vain thing that exalteth itself above the knowledge of God, and so. Casting down imaginations. Imaginations are something that is not true. It's a lie, is is what it is. It's something in your mind that you have convinced yourself of, or the devil has convinced you of, such as, oh, I, you know, I I need to do these drugs, or I need to, uh, uh, you know. Um, drink this alcohol in order to drown out my, my sorrows or I need to look at this uh, pornography or what have you. And so in order to take down a stronghold, you have to attack those lies through the word of God and bring down each one of those lies brick by brick until the whole thing crumbles apart. And that's exactly what happened when the children of Israel um, attacked Jericho and um, brought the walls down, they um, they used God's truth. Uh, the shofar represents the voice of God. It also, you know, represents God's truth, and it it shook the uh, it shook the walls. And uh, also, the reason that uh, the shofar brought the walls down. Is if you understand how they had to use harmonics to to lift these um, these gigantically heavy stones to put them in place. Um, the shofars had the right frequency to tear the bricks down or lift them up and 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 make them fall down. And so. If you're struggling with sin, just realize that 
one of the greatest tactics is to um, put on the mind of Christ and using the word of God, attack each one of those lives and um, and therefore you will no longer have any excuses to sin. You will realize that whatever sin you are in is is not worth it. It's not fulfilling. It's not going to do anything for you. And once you get that mindset, then all you will want is more of God's word, more of more of God's spirit. And so, um, you know that uh, that revelation uh, really helped me, and uh, hopefully, perhaps it could help you. So uh, that's it for tonight's show. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next week, Sunday, seven o'clock. We got it. Sign off. We got to continue because it's. Oh, wow. You sound like a speaker phone. I have to sound like my own voice. I'm there. I'm here. You know how hard it is every time you say something, you hear it back again? Here, say something.
Goes by the cross. 